0: Hi, everyone. I'm Wayne Cavati.
1: And I'm Bethany Bowman.
0: And we're excited you've decided to join the D2 Nation. We want to make sure you are following along and not missing a single episode of the D2 Nation podcast. So that means you need to know where to find us. Bethany, where can they find us?
1: Better question, Wayne, is where can they not find us? You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, also on Anchor, whatever your preferred podcast listening tool is, and we'll also archive all of our interviews on our YouTube page. So if you want to get on and watch as well, also an option.
0: That's right. We're everywhere today. It's the D2 nation. Tomorrow we take over the world, but for now, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back D2 sports fans. We've made it to episode three of the D2 nation podcast. I'm your co-host, Wayne Cavadi, and joining me as always is Bethany Bowman. Welcome back, Bethany.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back. We are so excited that Division II football is less than a week away, and that's something for us all to be really excited about. We are thrilled to bring onto the podcast today Rich Wright, Northwest Missouri State head coach, who has plenty of national championship and playoff experience. So, Coach, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today.
2: Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um,
0: well coach we saw that you had a little green and white game the other night Um, Mm -hmm. so we're getting there like like Bethany said we're a week from kickoff now that we're we're here now that we're at the 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 time that everything's focused what are you realizing you missed most about not being on the d2 football field the past year
2: I'm not sure there was anything I didn't miss about not being (laughs) on the d2 football field last year it's uh you know we we kept we kept having to go from we're going to play to not play and we're going to play then it's going to back up a couple of weeks and then we're not going to play and then some teams played some type of a game and other teams didn't it was uh it's just you know we we're used to as as football coaches on game day having to make adjustments i don't think the the thing that any of us were really prepared for is is adjustments to our overall structure and and to not have a season Uh, You know, my biggest job as the head football coach here, you know, in the fall, I can basically tell you in late July, what we're going to do every single day from, you know, the day we report till the day of the national championship game, and whether we get there or not, that plan's in place. And man, you know, when COVID hit and, you know, everything that was going on, I wasn't sure what I was going to do 24 hours from now, much less, you know, what I was going to do a week out. And It was taxing for everybody. Uh, It was taxing for the student athletes, probably most of all, because that schedule is something that they're accustomed to. There's a routine to everything. And um, it was just a mess. And so everybody here, at least on our end, is very excited to get back to you know, some semblance of normalcy, whatever that is, and uh, looking forward to kicking off the 2021 season out in Hayes, Kansas.
1: 16 straight playoff appearances for the Bearcats and a perennial top 10 team. How do you maintain those expectations and, you know, lofty goals that this team has now set?
2: I think everything starts starts with how we recruit. You know, we really try and focus on you know, quality kids and, and guys that are invest, you know, highly intrinsically motivated, invested in themselves, want to be the best. Um, we're, we're looking for good students um, and, and good people. And, you know, for us here at Northwest Missouri State, uh, they have to they have to expect, you know, one of the things I challenge them with right away is do not come here unless you want to be elite. And, you know, when we put that out there, then they're okay with being held to that standard and and we we demand that standard in everything that they do Um, I joke a a lot that uh, if I ask you to dig a ditch it better be the best ditch you've ever I've ever seen because you dug it you know trying to create a piece of accountability and and so you know at Northwest tradition doesn't graduate we just it's next man up and it's the next person in and and that's kind of our mindset
0: yeah yeah And, and looking specifically at the team that we're about to see this year, you know, there's a lot of pieces back from the 2019 offense. They scored 42 points a game. One of the guys you, you got to bring in early just a few weeks ago was Al McKeller, who, you know, I've got to watch for three years. He's just sensational. What does he bring to this offense? Not just his
2: play, but overall, how's he going to help this offense, you know, do what it does. You know, Al's been phenomenal since he's gotten on campus. Um, we've, We've had a pretty good run of transfer backs the last few years. And, and once again, I mean, we don't take a lot of transfers in our program. So we do a lot of vetting uh, prior to bringing a kid in. And, you know, when I talk, when I spoke with the people at Indy about him and his character, uh, we felt really comfortable about it. And he's, he's been awesome since he's, since he's been here. Great teammate, says the right things, works really hard, um, doesn't talk hardly at all. Um, unless he's on the football field and he's encouraging his teammates. He's got a great skill set. He can, he's obviously a talented running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's physical. He'll block. Uh, He's really the total package and he's going to make us a better football team.
1: Coach, I've got to cover you for several years in the MIAA. So I think, you know, we might kind of agree on this answer. Last week with coach Shinnick asked him, you know, to make his pitch for the goal South. And he made some great points, I will say, but, you know, tell us in your eyes, what makes the MIAA maybe the best conference in the country?
2: You know, I think it's our depth, um, you know, week in and week out. The thing that we have in this league is, um, is a level of quality competition. Uh, you know, we play a closed schedule and you never can take a week off. And, you know, typically if you look at the last 20 years, the teams that have come out of this conference are usually poised to make a pretty good run in, in the national scope. And so I attribute that to the, to the schedule that we play. Uh, It's definitely a meat grinder. If you look at uh, my first three three weeks, I play uh, Hayes at at Hayes. Then I have Lincoln at home. And then I play central Missouri at central Missouri. And that's, that's a pretty good start to things. And, and, you know, it's just each and every week you're going to get challenged. The level of coaching here is phenomenal. Um, you know, facilities here are very good, you know, so we draw some marquee athletes and, and, you know, I think it just bodes well for our league.
0: Yeah. Um, Now you've been around the program for some time, you know, originally as a coordinator and now the head coach and the 2015, the two and 2016 teams, I mean, they're legendary. It was amazing 30 wins in a row. And then, you know, another seven or eight the, the year after before you finally lost, but, I don't know that we'll see a run like that again. So in your eyes, what made those 2015 and 16 teams so special?
2: Uh, you know, I think it was a unique blend of kids. Um, we probably overachieved a little bit in 15. Uh, we got on a good run and we uh, were able to, we able to get through the playoffs with a limited group of seniors. We were really junior heavy. Uh, we had a phenomenal junior class that year. And so when we came back in 2016, uh, it was on and, and we had, you know, we felt like we were going to be extremely talented. Uh, I can remember being in the office in 15 and, and with AD, he and I would talk and, you know, we were, you know, preseason saying, you know, we were, we might be a year away, but that junior class is going to, is going to come along. Well, that junior class kind of pushed that senior class with it. And, uh, you know, we had a we didn't have a lot of seniors, but the kids we had were great quality, and and the junior class was extremely talented, and that's kind of what was the springboard and catalyst for us to make that two year run. Uh, you know, the, the 2016 national champions. You know, I used to talk about this in recruiting. Um, they won more national championships than, than they lost football games in their in their five year tenure here because they were also part of the 13 national championship. So they went 60 and two in their five years on campus. And uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot of people that are going to top that. That's amazing.
1: It's very impressive. Looking outside of the MIAA, two Seasons run into Ferris State. And Coach, what to you makes them such a special program over the past five years? And part two to that question, what are some of the other uh, programs here around the country outside of the MIAA that you really respect or admire?
2: Yeah, you know, Tony's done a great job. Up at Ferris State, um, you know they're they're kind they're a lot like us in the sense that they're a very physical football team. Uh, that league is is another league that's got a you know got a lot of very good football teams in it, and uh, you know with with them in Grand Valley kind of being the the leaders of of that that conference. Uh, but uh, you know he's done a great job recruiting their pocket. Um, they get they get good kids in, and they get kids to buy into their system, and so you know, to get out of the region and and get to the final four, um, you know, we've got to find a a way to win that football game. Um, You know, obviously you, you mentioned it earlier uh, in the, in the broadcast, uh, you know, the Gulf South is a very talented conference as well. Uh, You know, you've got uh, West Florida obviously is the defending national champion, a really good football team. I've been very impressed by what they've been able to do uh, in a relatively short amount of time. I was actually recruiting Florida, when they started, you know, their program and, and they've done a phenomenal job of building it from the ground up, uh, but there's another league when you have the Valdostas and the West Georges and people like that it's it's a very strong conference, um, the NSIC, you know, with Mankato State, um, you know they've been they've been historically very strong and, and had a lot of good runs. And Coach Hoffner and their group up there has is, is done outstanding. My familiarity is a little bit less on the East Coast, because typically when we play those teams, it's either in the Final Four or National Championship. But uh, those would be the programs that I, I think that I would point to.
0: All right, Coach. So those were the easy questions. Now you're going to be officially put on the D2 Nation hot seat. Uh, All right. These are just the, these are the fun questions. So, um, Bethany, I- I'll let you lead off.
1: Well, have to talk about that amazing new locker room. What are your just initial thoughts walking into that place?
2: (laughs) You know, that was that was really awesome. Um, There were very few blessings with with COVID a year ago, uh, but that was one that was definitely made possible due to my my downtime. Uh, we raised $1.6 million to reconstruct that locker room. Uh, we were confined to our space in, in, our, in Lampkin Activity Center, which is where our basketball arena and stuff like that was. And we literally gutted it and, and transformed the entire thing. Um, it turned out better than I even thought it was going to. I mean, it was. Uh, we worked with a lot of people. Holman was instrumental in, in the design of the lockers, and we were really specific about what we wanted But I think it just shows the fidelity of of our alums, of our former players, um, you know, because that's who I was soliciting. I was on five or six Zooms every night with different pockets of kids. You know, I say kids. A lot of these guys are in their 40s now. But uh, we talked about, you know, just, you know, that paying it forward and, and how the transformation of this program has happened. And, you know, when I got here in 1995 and 1996 as a graduate assistant, it didn't look anything the way that it looks now. And, you know, with each passing year, you know, you kind of, you have to keep up and in our locker room had fallen behind and, you know, our former players knew it and our alums and our boosters knew it. And, uh, they stepped up to the plate and helped make this a reality. So I, it was, it was so cool. So last Saturday, we were a little behind with the project as most construction projects go. And so we were supposed to be in for the start of camp, but we were, we were a couple of weeks behind. And so on, we had a picture day where we had a really light day of practice. And I had, we had done a pretty good job of making sure nobody was in that space during the entire time. And so the kids, you know, we've said it's going to be neat. It's going to be top shelf, you know, all those things. But they didn't see any. And, and they really didn't have a vision of how it was going to look. And uh, we, we increased the square footage. So we took over a lot of the equipment room and repurposed that in a different area. And so we, we brought them in by class and we brought the senior class in first. And it was actually interesting to watch it happen because when I call my super seniors, so they were the guys that stayed for their extra year, there were 14 of them. And, it was like Christmas morning. I mean, they were so awestruck when they walked into the space and they didn't say a lot. They just kind of looked around and took it all in. And, and it was, it was one of the neatest experiences I've ever had as a coach. And it was funny because each, so the first two classes were a little bit more that way and they really spent a lot of time. It was like 10 or 15 minutes before they let me bring the next group in. Uh, By the time I got to the underclass when they were just charging in and jumping up and down and, you know all heck broke loose but it was it was also fun as those younger kids came in to watch our older kids because they were they were watching the excitement on the red shirt freshmen and the freshmen and it was it was a neat day and so we're really proud of the facility and and can't thank our our former players and alums and boosters enough
0: yeah yeah bethany uh she saw the tweet and we watched the tweet together and, and she said, we, we're definitely asking him about this when we talked to him. <laughs> well, it I, it looks I
1: bet you said the older guys were just, you know, kind of taking it in. and I could totally see that. I bet the freshmen are pulling out their phones. Snapchat- oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> and I had to keep it quiet, you know, because our, our official ribbon cutting isn't until September. And so I'm trying, I'm like, look, you can take pictures. You do what you want. Let me put the first video out because I just wanted a small video I mean, it was, it was crazy, and it, it, our picture day also happened to be parent day, so we had about 200 parents here, and, and they wanted to go down and see it, and it's kind of been like a nonstop revolving door since then, so, uh, you know, it, it it means that we did the project right, and we're really proud of it, Um, you know, when we do stuff, we try and make it quality, and uh, hopefully we created something that's gonna, gonna last, so we're, we're excited about what we were able to accomplish
0: that's awesome. Um, all right. Favorite sports
2: movie of all time? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, gosh darn. What was, the, what was the name of the movie? And I, I can't think of it right now. There, there's two. One's funny. I've always loved Bull Durham. That one comes right to mind immediately. But the other was, uh, I've got my wife actually sitting over here in my office. What was the movie with the, with the walk-on kid from Arkansas? Greater. Greater. If you've never seen the movie greater um, to anybody that's listening to this. um, I thought that was unbelievable. I thought that was one of the best sports movies I've ever watched. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you go check it out. I will.
1: And then any pregame superstitions that you have before the Bearcats play.
2: Do you have, uh, do we have an hour? (laughs) Um, I've got a lot of them Uh, depending upon the year. So when you were talking about 15 and 16, uh, I started going to the office in shorts and flip-flops other than when I was at practice or I was in a game. And we went two years without losing a football game. So every day during the season, and that included in 16, the weather was pretty miserable. I was at practice at Winnetonka High School and it was snowing and there was snow on the ground. And on those Friday walkthroughs, I was in shorts and flip-flops. That's how I started. So that's how I went. And so I went that entire year um in shorts and flip-flops um, so it was a little chilly uh i can remember walking my daughter to class and it's like 15 degrees out and i'm like what's wrong with you but uh i held on to that uh we always have i always have and i can actually probably pull one out there's a tree on our campus it's a buckeye tree and i just got a new supply of buckeyes and so i always have one of those in my pocket on game day uh, i have a red hat Uh, The red hat that I wear is in honor of Scott Bostwick, who was the defensive coordinator here that tragically passed away after uh, he was named the head coach uh, in January 2011 and passed away in June. So I've worn that hat ever since. Uh, Yeah, I have I I could go on and on, but those are kind of the biggies.
0: Um, Okay, so. Back in in the championship days, you were an award winning defensive coordinator. So this may be like asking you to pick your favorite child. Which defense was better,
2: two thousand fifteen or two thousand sixteen. Can't do that one. But you know what? My former players do this to me all the time. I'll get, you know, they'll get out together, and there will be a phone call that will invariably happen at eleven or twelve o'clock at night. And I'm usually laying on the couch and I'm like, what do you need? And, you know, so-and-so is asking who is the better defense and who is the better this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's literally like picking between your children. They're all different and they're all special for different reasons. And, you know, things that we overcame and things that we were able to accomplish um, makes each unique. And and so they just kind of have a different place in my heart rather than one being above any other.
0: Well, they were both, Amazing from a spectator's <laughs> point of view. I can tell you that.
1: Well, Coach, we didn't have this on the list, but through this conversation, I thought of it. Wanted to ask pretty crazy, Maryville, Missouri, what, 14,000 people. And then you've got you and your national championships and Ben McCollum and the men's basketball team, their national championships. Do you guys get together and it's just like, you know, two genius brains talking? Like, what, what are the conversations like for you two when when you get to hang out?
2: We hang out a lot. You know, I can remember when Ben first got here, he would come out to practice a lot. And you know, I, I think I think good coaches, you know, first and foremost are phenomenal teachers. And you know, I've spent some time in the in the gym and you know, watching him and, and the details that he works through. And we're often, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other as far as, you know, you you'd be the sports are completely different and, and there are some, some drastic differences in, in how you do things, but really the communication piece, the organization piece, um, you know, the expectations, uh, those don't change. And so we share a lot of ideas. In the summertime, we just got done doing this. Uh, we, share, we share a ton of books with each other, you know, just things that kind of spark our interest, um, be it leadership or be it culture books. Um, I just threw two at him. One was the Slight Edge and the other was Legacy um, that, that he just ordered on Amazon the other day because I had read him. He does the same thing for me. So early in the summer, he kind of had a reading list for me to to get through before foot, you know, football season started up. But, uh, you know, he's a great he's a great resource for me. And, and I hope that I am for him. We, we, we talk a lot
0: yeah it, it's um, it's amazing the run that both of the both of those programs are on
2: yeah it really is. I mean the last three years they've been nothing short of dominant and and that's difficult to do in that sport I mean because when you're playing that many games um you know to to go undefeated, I mean that's absolutely unheard of and and you know there's so many little things that have there's with the flow of basketball. You know, he, he's an impressive individual and he does a great job with his kids. I'd say the one thing that where we where we're very similar is just the types of people that he recruits. He recruits people that fit his program. And, and you know, you show me a kid that's really talented, but doesn't have the intrinsic motivation. And I'll show you a kid that's going to burn out. Give me the kid that's got a little lesser ability, but is motivated to come to work every day. And, and those are the types of kids that flourish in both of our programs. Yeah.
1: Finally, if you could take up one hobby in your downtime, I know it's not a lot of downtime, but, um, time away from football, what would it be?
2: That's a great question. My wife would tell you, I don't have a whole lot of hobbies, but, uh, (laughs) and during COVID I did had, I did pick golf back up again and, uh, I hadn't played in years. Um, I don't have a lot of free time and I had two young girls. And so whatever free time I had, I sure wasn't going to spend four hours on a golf course, but, now I've got a senior and a freshman and they don't seem to they don't seem to need dad quite as much as what they used to. So I think I'd like to get good at golf again. I, I was I I was kind of encouraged in the fall. I thought I was getting better and, you know, I was starting to play pretty good and do this and do that. And I came back out in the spring and I was playing OK. And I got about a month in. And it was like I had never hit a golf ball. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And so uh, that was been a little bit frustrating. But uh, if I had to pick one, I'd say that'd be it.
0: Golf is definitely not like riding a bike. When you put the pumps down for a little bit, it takes a while to get back.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. And I've fallen off that bike uh, many times on the golf course, I can assure you. (laughs) Well,
0: coach, that's all we have for you. Thank you so much um, for taking a few minutes. We know you're busy and, you know, good luck next week. And and we'll be watching you. And thanks again for, for jumping on.
2: Absolutely. And I really appreciate you guys, um, you know, putting, D2 football in the spotlight and, and everything you're doing for, for our level of play. So I, I really appreciate your time and thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we love doing it. We love spreading the word of D2. So make sure you uh, follow us, like us, subscribe and join us next week for another episode of the D2 Nation podcast.